With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. All right, welcome in. Purple Daily here, boys. And by the way, we will hopefully this week, in the coming days, have an official announcement about the 2024 Purple Daily Draft Party. So make sure that you're already blocking off your calendars for that Thursday, the last Thursday in April to come hang out with us. This will be the third annual Purple Daily Draft Party. It is basically our Super Bowl where we like to bring in as many of you, meet as many of you as possible. Uh, We will have an announcement about a location, a venue, soon here in the coming days. I think think we uh, dotted some I's and crossed some T's yesterday, and now we're just putting together a couple final uh, items and details, but we're we're pretty pumped about it. We're pretty pumped about it. Yeah, it's it's. Always fun, and I think this one should um, take it up a notch. How about yes, that? yes, it should. Uh, the previous it, ones have been great, so I don't they, mean to they've been great. Them. We we needed a little bit more space after last year. Uh, well, Park Tavern was amazing, so we we went out in search of a little bit more space. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. Uh, before we dive into a state of Quasi discussion going into year three, and also bonus hard count questions for you guys, let's shout out our friends at Livia here, Judd. Uh, starting that new year right. It's, it's February. If you haven't gotten on your game and started losing weight, get on it right now, guys. Still time to, to uh, drop weight. That's Sports Dad right there. Lost uh, 40 pounds a couple of years back. And now they are offering breakthrough weight loss medications in their center locations. Livia's new medical weight loss program offers 
GLP-1 medications that will support you in overcoming those biological barriers, those pesky barriers that can make losing weight so difficult. Contact them now, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, or go to Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com, and get all the information. I can tell you this, though, if you join now, you're going to be looking good and feeling good come springtime, feeling fantastic, and on that weight loss journey that so many people, and we thank them from the uh, Purple Daily family, have joined already, Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. Amen, amen. Okay, just... In general, or as specifically as you guys would like to answer this question, Quasey's going into year three as the, I was going to say new general manager of the Vikings, but he's not really new anymore. He's going into year three. So he's he's had some time to lay some groundwork. He's had two drafts. He's made some trades here and there. He's got his coach going into year three. How do you feel in general about, Quasey, like one to 10 scale, 10 being put him in the Hall of Fame tomorrow as an executive, one being fire his ass immediately if he sneezes the wrong way tomorrow. Where are you at with Quasey right now? Well, I still think that there's a lot of unknowns and some of them are going to be answered in the coming weeks and months because this to me is by far and away the most important off season that the Vikings and Quasi will embark on. Like this, this to me is one of the most interesting off seasons right now that the Vikings have had in years. But if you were to ask me to give a score, as you just did, I would say I would put them at about a four. Yeah. And here's why: 2022 draft, and I understand that he probably had some Spielman holdovers as far as impact voices, but that draft is so bad that I don't think the Addison pick last year i can i can balance them yet so i can't just say well the the 2022 draft was a whiff but 23 looks improved it does but you can't afford to whiff on drafts like we've seen that that's where your depth comes from that's where you're like if you're going to be a super bowl team you ordinarily don't whiff on drafts now you might whiff on picks you know if if lewis seen was a bust which he appears to be and (laughs) And and starting with Booth, everyone else is like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that works, that works, that works. Mm-hmm. Then it's unfortunate, and it probably deserves criticism, but it doesn't deserve the scrutiny that I think that we rightfully give 2022. Um, so that, to me, is the first thing. The other thing is, and this grade could go up, but the most important thing, I think, at the end of the day, and O'Connell's also going to be tied into this, Phil, is this one, the quarterback. Like, Kirk Cousins is not Quasi's guy. He inherited him. Now, did, did he inherit him just to keep him until he's 42 years old? I don't know yet. But I also think that we can't judge Quasi. And at this point in time, Quasi gets no credit on the QB because he's maintained status quo. So I give him a four. I'm not, I am not done with him. But I will say this. I do think the decisions made in the coming months will decide or play a big role in his future because a four-year contract, which is what they reportedly gave Quasi and O'Connell in that world, those are very short contracts. Those are ripcord contracts, baby. Those are, in case of emergency, pull the lever and get out. So this is, to me, this is going to be the defining offseason for Quasi Dofomensa. But right now, state of Quasi for me, I give him a four. So it's like a, a four for you. What about like a DEFCON level of job security? So so DEFCON one is the is nuclear the worst, war. right? Yeah, it's nuclear war. Yeah. 
And then DEFCON 5 is like your... Are there only five levels of DEFCON? DEFCON, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Once you emerge on the DEFCON scale, it's a problem, but okay. Yeah, where is he on the DEFCON, like, jobs in jeopardy scale? Well, Uh, I put him at a three right now. So the Air Force is ready to mobilize in 15 minutes? Yeah. Do you have that pulled up? Yes, that'd be DEFCON 3 as the Air Force is ready to go. I put him at a three. I'd, I'd what's DEFCON 5 then? What is what's Just the normal DEFCON? readiness. Like, we're always in DEFCON 5, I yeah. believe. Like, right? I think, like, yeah. we're, we're in a lowest... We're always kind of flirting in DEFCON 5 in general. He was at DEFCON 5 last year at this time. They had just won, what, 13 games, right? Oh, yeah. They just won 13 games. Year one, still time. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that that last offseason was not important, but you're still in that really nice honeymoon type of phase yeah yeah but now it's a three because again i'll come back to this it's a three because of how pivotal this offseason is yeah, like I mean, this could swing you this could put you back at five or this could put you at one or two but we quickly. won't know we won't know really know. too he's he's gonna he's gonna get the year to sort of play it out right? what well, about you what, kirk, what? but what if kirk comes back and the team falls flat then we're probably talking more like DEFCON one or two, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like this could be if they go with if they go with like JJ McCarthy and retool things, I think you're right. I think it gets more time. But- yeah, if you that's the funny thing. If you if you if you consciously get worse at quarterback in the short term, the DEFCON pressure goes down, right? Like yeah. Isn't that the funny thing? Like they could actually relieve some organizational pressure. Mm-hmm. Everyone from the mm-hmm. Wilfs all the way down. If they said, we're not, we're not the 49. I know we beat the 49ers in October. Hang the banner. Come on. Yeah, I was going to say, come on. They beat the 49ers. If I hear that one more time, Dude, there's nothing. We love to celebrate October peaking in Vikings territory. You know what? We? Like Vikings, the Vikings peak in October and November, the Niners and the chiefs peak in January, February. You know what? The wild <laughs> beat the golden Knights last night. The golden Knights won the Stanley cup last spring. It means Nothing. Hang the banner. It is incredible. Why? Why do we do that? <laughs> well, it's all we have because we don't like we, we don't ever see these teams this peak at our... the actual right time. So, like, we're just gonna go find when did they when did they peak? Let's celebrate the peak. Uh, Dex, what about you? One to ten scale, Quasi, the job he's doing, and then give us a, a DefCon level. Uh, job he's doing about a six and a half. I'm a little bit more bullish than Judd. I actually think. If the processes in the draft were reversed, so let's say you drafted Addison first in the first draft, right? And you got Ivan Pace too, and you know maybe you have a nice little cornerback, uh, Makai Blackman. But then your second draft was the Lewis Seen Andrew Booth complete bust draft, just a horrible draft in year two. I think there's more heightened pressure going into this draft if you were to flip the two drafts around, because I actually think his process. Thor talked about this too uh, on Thor Thursday. It got better last year. They took the wide receiver they were supposed to. They addressed some needs. They found Ivan Pace. They found Andre Carter. They found some actually really good processes where he made some definitely significant mistakes that are hurting him from year one, but I actually think he made better uh, additions in the draft last year. That being said, I, I go, I'll go back to, I think, something we talked about when we first when the season ended was if you go 7-10 and 10 with a rookie quarterback or you go 7-10 and 10 with Kirk Cousins and bringing it back, your job security is a lot safer if you go seven and ten with the rookie quarterback who showed strides of getting better than it is going sure. seven and ten with the same damn team for like the fifth time in six years, right? So that's where 
I'm willing to give him a little bit of a pass. I'm at a six and a half. I'm at DEFCON 4, which is increased watch and strengthened security. That is where I'm at. I'm above regular readiness. I don't have the Air Force on the horn quite yet. You know, I'm good. Okay. I'm good there. But uh, DEFCON 4 for me and a six and a half out of 10. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Man, you guys have hit on some of the good, some of the bad. I mean, I made a list before the show of just like the good, the bad to try and figure out where where am I at when it comes to Quasi. One thing on the good, so you guys mentioned like the two drafts on the good and the bad. The 2023 draft is in the good category, I think. Um, the 2022 draft. Now they did, he would fight back and say, okay, Ed Ingram has been a two-year starter, albeit he's been a below average starting right guard. First year was... First year sort was he was start. one of the sort worst of a offensive starter, linemen. Sort of a bust, who knows? Yeah. A Caleb Evans has been a starter, and Ty Chandler was a starter at the end of the year, and he might say, hey, I mean, Kevin's got to play my guy. Ty Chandler, he's my guy. So he might try to fight for some of these guys in the 2022 draft. One of the things on the good side for Quazy, he's done a good job weeding out a lot, if not all of the bad contracts. Now, he did make the Kirk Cousins contract worse than it had to be by doing like, the accounting void year thing where they took over half of his cap hit and put it into void years after 2023. Right. So he's kind of made a mess of the books on the Kirk contract, but, uh, but got rid of the, pulled the bandaid off on Thielen, Eric Kendricks, Dalvin cook. So really the only messy contract left besides the Kirk 28 and a half million dollars in void money uh, is probably Harrison Smith, but you can out from underneath that with a, a, like a pretty quick little penalty in 2024. So credit to him. So the Vikings right now going into 2025, so a year from now, have the fifth most cap space of any team in the league. And that was a big thing for him. Come on in here. You're way over the cap when he took the job. Competitive rebuild. So you got to clear some cap space in the short term, which they did for a couple years. But he has cleared out the closet for 2025 justin jefferson's gotta you know gotta be a big chunk of that right derisaw at some point right. uh the hawkinson trade i think and now the lions wind up getting a second round pick and maybe the better tight end out of it in sam laporta kind of feels like when the twins traded Wrong aj pierzynski to the giants and they wind up getting like you know they get uh francisco liriano and they get joe nathan oh and then they have the better catcher and joe mauer come in and take over but they did get a top three pass catching tight end top five and he played a great role that in Hawkins for sure came in immediate impact yep yeah he, he helped he's them. done some good things there, there's no question I just we have to see the quarterback thing play out for me I, I mean I'll 
I'll be so hugely swayed by that. Because if you are like, well, we're going to bring Kirk back and it's on a Kirk contract. And that's the thing. I, I just, I don't understand why. And I don't think it's the people that watch the show, but there just seems to be a misunderstanding of that. Like we hate Kirk. No, I I've hated his contracts. So like, that's my whole thing is, and Phil, to your point, they are going down a path where, yes, if you build up cap room, that's awesome. If you yeah. re-sign your key players, that's great. Um, but at some point in time, you have to press a reset. And that's like that. That's where I think that we're at a critical stage right now because you've got that chance. The question is, do you do it? And the scary thing about this, and we don't know this, is are you allowed to? Like, well, are that, the Wolves but... like, okay, that's cool. Because we might be blaming Quazy for some things that the Wolves are at, at fault for. Well, the Wolves didn't tell him to draft Lewis Seen. That's what I was going to say. Yes, agreed with that. But I'm saying as far as, like, if Kirk sticks around, is that Quazy and Kevin, or is that the Wills? That's a a huge thing. It's like, hey, congratulations, you get one of the 32 NFL general manager jobs in the world. You get to be paid seven figures. This is a dream job for you. Oh, uh, one caveat. You have to keep extending Kirk Cousins. You, You have to keep paying insane amounts of money to a mid NFL starting quarterback. I know there's a lot of cousins crusaders that say, no, he, I literally saw people on social media saying he was better than Patrick Mahomes in the regular season this year without any, I saw that one. Yeah. Sort of like contact. Like if you're just looking at the back of the football card stats. Yeah. Okay. That's not how football games are won by back of the football card stats. There was a year where like Blake Bortles threw for 4,000 yards. And had more yards than some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like, stop looking at back of the football card stats. Uh, But you're you're kind of like, you're kind of hitting on a checklist. So before I answer the DEFCON question, what's the checklist for an NFL general manager? Like, what are the most important? I think there's five or six things checklist if you're an NFL GM that you you have to account for. Quarterback, obviously. Is he is he checking the boxes on these? Solution at quarterback. Well, right now, no. Going into his third year. He has two quarterbacks under contract right now, Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins. So it's a no. Yeah, it's a no right now. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, coach, coach is one, we think. But, I mean, this that still needs to play out. He passed there. on Jim Harbaugh, or did the Wilfs pass on Jim Harbaugh? I think the front – I think people above him passed on Jim Harbaugh. I think the Wilfs were involved, but I think that there are some very um, – I think there are some people in business ops there who probably have too much of an impact on what football ops does, which so to dumb. me is always a terrible idea. But I just don't know on, on Kevin. I mean, we've seen good and bad, and I would certainly like to see what I would consider to be growth next season. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a it's leaning toward a yes. Like They they clearly found someone that has connected yeah, with like the a, players. Oh, and, yeah, we're not dealing with a... Um, I'm trying to think like a less Steckel 1983 right. situation. We're not dealing with a who's the Chargers coach again, a Brandon Staley yeah. situation. Yeah, Kevin's anyways. done some good things too. Like I, I think that For you sure. can. I think that in two years, you can say he has, um, he has done a very good job as far as the culture goes. Which you you can laugh at that term or not, but that's important. But to this point, he's not Andy Reid. He's not uh, Sean no. McVay. He's not even Kyle Shanahan. On the, on the culture part, I'm going to put that as a box to check for a GM. Because one of the biggest reasons why Zimmer and Spielman were both shown the door at the same time is the culture behind the scenes in the locker room, in the hallways, had just turned toxic. Mm-hmm. So 
I think it's more of a coach thing because the coach is the one that's building the on the ground culture, but the GM is 30,000 feet. Are you building a non-toxic culture? Our guy, our guys like bought in for the most part, you right. know, and you know, they won 13 games the first year. They didn't quit in the second year. I know they lost a bunch of games, but, and I guess you accuse the defense of quitting a couple of times, but they like, they showed a lot of fight in a season in which they lost some key pieces to injury. Uh, so that, that's probably a check. I would say the other three are like offensive line, pass rush. Let's let's go with those two. Pass rush box. Well, Daniil Hunter's a free agent. No check. It's a no right now. It's a no. No, it's it's, it's definite no. Offensive line. You got you were you inherited a left tackle and a right tackle. Mm-hmm. The middle part of your trenches offensively. It's At best, it's a not question a full mark. yes. Yeah. If it's not a no, it's a question mark. And then I would say uh, just like filling out the rest of your roster, right? Like the other, you know, if if quarterback, pass rush, offensive line are the most important positions, then it's then it's like all the other sort of fixings around depth, the plate, right? Depth. And it's it's a a no to a maybe right now. Well, defensively, it's a big old no. Mm -hmm. And offensively, he inherited a lot of those pieces. And that, and that again is where you just can't miss on almost an entire draft. Yeah, imagine too, like like this, someone put a graphic up of the the last two years the Chiefs have just like nailed all these all across the board, right? Uh, Mc, McDuffie, Trent McDuffie with like the twenty first overall pick, just making plays in the Super Bowl, and Isaiah Pacheco. If you go back to the two thousand twenty two draft, and let's say you turn Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth into hits, boom, boom. Or even like Andrew Booth and Ed Ingram. Ed Ingram is not just like a starter hanging on by a thread, but he's a stud. He's one of the best right guards in the league. Two players flipping from bus to big time contributors. Yep. Changes your outlook. I mean, that's think about that. That's like 10% of your starting 22 players right there. Well, I, I mean, let's just say you don't trade back first round 2022. There's about three guys there that you could have taken that all would be hits. Now let's say Booth works. And now let's say the rest of the draft busts out. Okay. It busts. We're not having this conversation. Yeah. It's different. Or even Asamoah, man. Like if he's okay, yeah. now you got, you got two linebackers flying around, But you know, you know, you missed on a second round cornerback. That's a huge, I mean, you, you look at what, you look at what those teams, these teams, in the Super Bowl have at corners, right? Like that that's the thing where I do go back and say Brian Flores deserves praise. And, and I know that the defense definitely was hurt and dropped off. And probably th- there were some tells. But when you look at what Brian Flores did with the in air quotes talent, mm-hmm. now he had some nice pieces. I'm not saying he didn't. But you watch what Kansas City, what Spags had, and Spags is fantastic, but you watch what he had. Oh. As far as the chips, as Chris far as Jones, Carlos, like these shutdown yeah. cornerbacks. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. And San Francisco too, just the, the pieces at every level on that defense. So, um, so with all that, I'll say I'm at like a five out of, on a one to 10 scale, just my own yeah. evaluation of Quasi so far. Defcon. What's Defcon two, Declan? Can you give me the definition on DEFCON 2 would be Army is ready to take action in less than six hours. We are near nuclear war. 
That seems I think a that's, little I aggressive. Think that's where the, I think that's where they are right now. I do. Wow, you're mobilizing. I'm Whoa. not. I'm, no, this is kind of where I think Whoa. I think he's at job security wise. Special reports breaking in, dude. I CBS, think they would NBC? if they had a weird yeah, if they if let's say they started zero and four or one and five or something like. I think they would move off Quasey a lot quicker than they would move off Kevin O'Connell right now. I do agree with that. I do agree. So I'm just saying, like, Quasey, this is life in the NFL, man. This is life in the NFL. It's a big three- or four-month stretch. When you put it that way, I don't disagree with you. Right? I think Kevin has built up, well, partially, though, because we see him all the time. Press conferences, obviously coaching. It's harder with a GM. But I do agree with you that if if you ask me right now to handicap who would go first, like if one had to go, I think it's the GM, not the coach. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. This is probably a good soft launch into our into our hard count questions, but do you guys like with all these doomsday like movies and TV shows? Can you guys see yourself ever being doomsday like preppers? You know, like where you're buying a bunch of stuff or like you build a bunker or something. No. Could, could you say, can ever we make see that the that? first? Let's make that the first, first hard count question. Yeah, actually. Hard count. Balls, 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 yeah. balls. Green eighteen, green eighteen, ten. That's a great question. Uh, what was the movie that I saw recently where they were? Uh, oh, did you see the new Netflix one with? Uh, yeah, that's the one. Um, I watched Jennifer. It too. Was, is Jennifer Garner in yep. that? Uh, not Jennifer. Yeah, Gar- yeah. Uh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, right? Julia Roberts. Yes. Is she? Hold on. I'm going to get this movie up because I would watch it too. <laughs> Everything. I'll leave the world behind. Leave the world behind. That's oh, what Dawn started to watch that. Leave. She stopped. Yeah, leave the world behind. Really good movie. Ethan Hawke, right? He's the Doomsday Prepper. Yeah, Julia Roberts, no, he's Ethan Hawke. But Ethan yes, Hawke. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Movie. Kevin Bacon is the is the is their Doomsday Prepper that like helps them out at the end, kind of. Um, was available. That's a really good movie. Really like that movie. Cool. But you know, it feels like a lot of work. Now, if you here's the thing: if you are loaded, right? Like, there's the what's the other movie the, from like ten years ago? It's a brownstone, like four level uh, townhouse in New York. Is it called an an escape room? Not an escape room, but it's like a like a like a private bunker room yeah. that people sometimes have in their rich yeah. houses, right? Yeah. 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 If you had enough money to pay someone to prepare that for you, all in, totally. But yes. if you just like live in a thousand square foot apartment or house or something, you're, you're bound. Yep. You're yeah. Straight. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna turn like your second or third bedroom into well, a? Hold on a second though. What's what's the so if I'm asked to prep decks, am, mm-hmm. am I prepping for nuclear war? Am I prepping for like what what's coming at me? Yeah, like nuclear war type of famine, martial a- law, aliens. Like aliens. Oh, then I'm done. No, yeah. no, no. And no, I because no. if I get a safe room, I'm dead. What, what do you like, mean you're I'm, dead? If there's a nuclear war mm-hmm. and I'm in in a brownstone that mm-hmm. has a safe room, yeah, I'm gonna die. I'm still what? gonna die. No, no, you would serve. The, the point of the, the point safe room is that you would survive. You'd be, you'd be okay. Oh, I don't think those safe I, I, Oh, okay. I thought those. You don't think those rooms I, are wait, up so, the code? Wait, so, wait, no, if given two choices, Judd, you can just be sitting on your couch when an alien comes in 
Or you can be in a safe room and take your chances. You're well, choosing on. just an sit alien, on your couch? In Alien, I'm choosing the safe room. I think if you Google this, I don't think a safe, I don't think a safe room above ground would save you in a nuclear war. Well, I think you'd it, die. You can build it below ground then. I'm not going below ground. That was the 50s Russian thing. No way. If it's a nuclear war, I'm dying. I'm done. You're done. I'll take... I mean, I'm piecing out. It's really expensive to... There was a celebrity that was in the news a couple weeks ago that like built a massive yeah. below ground safe yeah. room of some kind. Really? But but how much canned food would you need? That's the problem. It's like, have you guys ever seen I Am Legend, that movie yep. with Will Smith Great from like movie. 15 years ago? Great movie. Love where movie. he's like the lone survivor in a massive city. Is it like New, is York. It New York City? I don't yeah, know. New York. And he's got, so he's got all this, but like at some point, even the canned food's going to go bad, right? It's You're, been like five or six years. Probably. You're probably screwed. Who, who wants to be around too? Like, do, do you really want us to be like yeah. a lone survivor? Yeah, actually. Of a nuclear be... war? And, yeah. uh, you know, like, the, no. the actually kind of fun. The internet's gone. Cables, TV's gone. But you don't need the internet. There's no one else. Like, there's, like, no one else there's would be no feeding content to, to the internet. Judd, Judd so. needs that. Judd, Judd actually does. No, it'd be need terrible. That. He would. He and, would. The moral of the story is Judd would not survive. Yeah, Judd would not be a part of this. He would <laughs> gladly way. walk no, out in the street to, and just be like, die. take me. I, I would want to die. The bet, the, but but the best the best show of all time about this is the Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith. Yes, I won't yeah. ruin it, but he survives the same thing, and the ending is phenomenal. Very very underrated show for the young generations. If you've not gone back oh, and Twilight, watched Twilight Zone, like mm-hmm. the old school ones, and yeah, it's great ending. Speaking of old school, green eighteen, green eighteen, ten. Question number two here in the hard count, Mike Zimmer has been, I don't know if it's officially announced, but like reportedly yeah. he will be the next defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Will Mike Zimmer be the final piece that the Dallas Cowboys need to push that team over the top? No. No, he won't. No. I think he might do some good good things. He, he's had, what, two years now during which he was collecting millions of dollars from the Wilfs not to work? It was yeah. genius. He didn't want to take a job. So he could just collect their dough, just which I stick love. Stick it to him. Yeah. I absolutely think that that's great. Um, but no, do, do I think he'll be a failure? No, I think he'll be fine. Uh, but I think the Cowboys. This is not. In fact, this is not an indictment of Zim. I think the Cowboys' problems in the playoffs, and I think their issues run well beyond like Dan Quinn, who had a bad game against Packers. But I think they run well beyond like. The, the DC, if the DC tightens th- things up, I think you got Dak problems. I mean, I think you might have a Mike McCarthy problem. I think there's a better chance that Zimmer is the head coach of the Cowboys than they win a championship with him as the defensive coordinator. See, I was going to bring that up too. Is this is this a smart play by Zimmer on two fronts? Number one, you get to get back in the game. Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, you get all these great pieces. And also, if the team starts slow... Mike McCarthy does something boneheaded, you're probably just elevated to head coach, right? I mean, there's yeah. there's an opportunistic angle to this for Zimmer. By the way, he has been, as a head coach and a coordinator, he has been the overseer of 11 top 10 defenses in his career going back to the early 2000s with the Cowboys and with the Bengals. And so he can, he can still coach defense. He's always wanted to just be a de- – if you could have told him, hey, Mike, we'll give you head coaching money, but you can just be a defensive coordinator, right? right? Like he right. – He's always been more into being a coordinator than an actual head coach. The problem was he lost at least a little bit his fastball as far as his defenses go. 
And I also think that part of part of the falling out with Rick was the drafts as well, because I think that the talent started to dissipate a bit. But um, what what if what if Zim got the got the job? McCarthy gets fired, and Zim goes out of his way to coddle and be nice to Dak Prescott just to stick it to Kirk. I've just learned. I've learned from my previous. Just because he hates Kirk so much, mediocre Dak, starting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Dak really Prescott's cool. unbelievable. I'm a huge fan of his. You know he would do that too. He's so vindictive. It's also kind of funny that he winds up with like just the NFC East Kirk Cousins, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Dak. Dak. No, Dak had a great regular season, and he, yeah. and he was in the mix. He got he was second in MVP voting, but at the end of the day, in the playoffs, the real Dak Prescott comes out, right? Yeah, the guy that's a little bit nervous, makes some bad turnovers. Dex, do you think Mike Zimmer is the final piece that Dallas needs? A little, do- little double-A gap, double Cali. I love Zim, and look, and the Cowboys' defense the last few years has been top five. Their offense has been number one two of the last three years, for God's sakes. Yeah, like they've, They're loaded, man. They are loaded. They, I just did the math here, too. I know, and I'd use a calculator. Uh, in the last three seasons, they have a point differential of plus 491. 491 That's over the wild. last three seasons. That's an incredibly balanced team, and they haven't been able to do anything next to anything in the playoffs. But I think we look at Jerry Jones as this big mover and shaker. Dude, Jason Garrett coached that team for 10 years. Mike McCarthy has been on the hot seat for four years now, and like, <laughs> there's been nothing that has happened either. So I think we're so quick also to look at the Cowboys, and I'm super guilty of this too, by the way, of just saying, well, Jerry Jones is going to blow him out. He's going to blow him out. He had Jason Garrett be the head coach for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't, he's not going to blow anybody out. Like, no, he's not yeah. going to do this. But I would love the idea, though, of Mike Zimmer being the head coach of the Cowboys. Though. I would love that. We'll see if it actually works out for them. It might be opportunistic is the word that. Uh, Everybody hold your water. Okay. Next question here. What are the betting markets trying to tell us? So the Vikings are now, and I think Thor Nystrom might be driving this from what he said on our podcast last Thursday. The Vikings are now the odds-on favorites to draft J.J. McCarthy. And also, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, as of last night, the Vikings moved from plus 350 for Bo Nix to plus 1,600, meaning they were fairly likely to draft Bo Nix as of like middle of the day. And and as of last night, they are much less likely to draft wow. Bo Nix. So, what information is pouring into DraftKings and some of these sports books that say, like Bo Nix projected to be more like later first round or second round? Yeah. What do you think the markets are trying to tell us? I think well, for, first of all, I Get think the, the tracks and the trains coming doing, through. doing a great job. Why does that guy have to blow that horn? There's not a there's not, it's a small street. The odds of a car coming are very low, and the car should stop. Quit blowing the damn horn. We should conductor. get that conductor a Vikings horn instead of a train horn. That would be great if he came by with a Viking. That's a great idea. I love that idea. Um, I've seen this this shift like the last three days, and I don't know like in, in all seriousness if um, if this is because I mean Thor did get, get on and make a passionate plea, and it caught a ton of steam. But is this off the Super Bowl with what the scuttlebutt is there as well? Something's, something is at, at work here. Um, I don't want to say it's got a ton of credibility, but it is interesting. Like, there's something going on 
behind the scenes, I think, that we don't know about. But it also makes sense. And I wonder if, if McCarthy, and it's weird, again, because we're, we're not to the combine yet. We're certainly not to pro days. Mm-hmm. I wonder if McCarthy, it feels like things are shifting, which always happens. This feels a little premature to me, but who knows if I'm wrong or not. But it feels like things are shifting as far as McCarthy going up towards that top three group. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say he's there, but it feels like he's closer to there than he was originally. And but you've got, like, no joke, like, in the last week, you've had Jim Harbaugh go on his, his yeah. I think it was his press conference, right? Or it, maybe it was the it was the interview with Cowherd or somebody. And he said, by the end of this process, J.J. McCarthy will be the number one quarterback off the board, which is insane for all of us to process right now. But, like, it's Jim Harbaugh saying it. Right. And then, and I and I don't say this tongue-in-cheek, Thor Nystrom is a legitimate, like, that clip of Thor Just banging on up. the table for J.J. McCarthy went viral across the internet four days ago on yeah. Purple Daily. Absolutely. And, and it's fantasy pros, and it's, like, the platforms that he has. So I just wonder with, like, some media, is it media noise that's pushing this McCarthy-Vikings thing? Or is there actual behind-the-scenes information being gathered by... Sports bookmakers. Feels like it might be a little bit of both. Hmm. I would guess that if you are, if you work at a sports book and you're doing these odds and you come across that Thor clip and you've got some sources yourself, huh? you're probably going to make some phone calls, a right? Because here's what's weird. Bo Go to Nicks, your safe house and make a call. Yep. Ready Bo Nix is actually coming off a senior bowl in which he was pretty good. So, like him, his falling makes less sense due to that. So something's going on elsewhere that's driving this a little bit. And it's not necessarily that Bo Nix is falling. It's that the Vikings are less likely to draft Bo Nix. Right. Well, so super interesting. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, okay, question number four here. And we do have a mock draft that we're going to float. Green 18! Green 18! Does it surprise you guys that this year's Super Bowl was the most watched TV program in U.S. television history. That data came out last night. It was, uh, let's see here, 123.4 million average viewers, which is, I think, a third of the country was watching that game at any given time on average. I don't know if, like, 25% of them were Swifties watching football for the first time, watching Travis Kelsey blow a gasket. But uh, what? Yeah. What are your thoughts on this being the most watched television program in United States history? Jacqueline, not not a surprise to me. Um, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. Even even with people who don't like football, they know the Super Bowl. I, uh, I heard Greeny and Hem, and Hembo talking about this because, uh, like, Hembo thinks these numbers are honestly false. He doesn't be- he doesn't believe that there is this many people watching the Super Bowl. Which Greeny, really? which Greeny was also just flat. What do you mean? You don't think there's sixty percent of the world is not watching the Super Bowl? Um, well, I, but it's think about this: like <laughs> one hundred twenty-three million. Here, here's how I ask it: because there's what three hundred fifty million people in this country. Mm-hmm. So this is telling you that one in every three people was yep. watching the Super Bowl. Yep. Now I get that our sample size is different because we are like sports people and the people that we interact with are sports people. But of all the people that you guys interacted with over the last like week, just think in your heads. Yep. Did a third of them watch the Super Bowl? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's a pop, it's a pop culture Easily. event. Yes. With, with, without Tay-Tay, it's a pop culture event. With Tay-Tay, 
it's even more so. So yeah, like, but but I mean, this is not this is not a sporting event of oh yeah, let's sit down and watch this game. Like when and and when we say watching, we're being very loose with that. Like, yeah. was it turned on? Yes, absolutely. Do I think that people actually consumed it? Maybe a little bit here and there, but Might yeah, I, I buy it totally. I'm, I'm a Declan. Yeah, I think I think a lot. I would say of the 123 million average viewers, I would say about 40 million of them were just like wives or girlfriends wanting Usher to take his shirt off during the halftime show, and they got what they. And desired. I was in the very few <laughs> that was on my couch, notebook in hand, clean the house, cleared the house out, and watched it all alone. Oh. Did Don watch the game with you? She was with, with uh, family in Iowa. Okay. With Stella. Did so they watch I was, the game? Oh wow, you were alone. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, in fact, in fact, we had a family pool, and the the uh, my niece Jordan won because the Chiefs won because she's a Taylor Swift fan, beating out Dawn, and I was second to last. Of course. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, the sports pool. guy doesn't know what yeah, he's watching. in the playoff pool. I was I got off to a terrible start, picked Dallas to beat Green Bay, bunch of stuff, and so yes, my my dear wife finished in second place. Mm. So by the way, uh, the rest of this list here. So the top ten TV programs in U.S. history in terms of total viewers are all Super Bowls. Eleven is Mash, Mash the Mash last, finale the from nineteen eighty-three. That was number one for like ever. Yep, it was number one until the two thousand ten Super Bowl. Now, of course. It's more impressive that MASH is on this list because in 1983, the U.S. population was far, far less than it is now in 2024, right? So MASH hanging on like fringe top 10 still is pretty impressive. That was a hard And then the next 20 programs are all Super Bowls dating back to like the 80s. Can you guys guess besides MASH, I have a list of the top seven non-football Television broadcasts in okay. U.S. history. Okay, are they Mash is number one? Are they shows? Are we talking about something outside of like? It's a good question. So, five of them. Let's see here. Five of them are like show, like scripted shows, shows of some kind. Yeah, Seinfeld. And then finale? one of them is a sporting event. One of them is a sporting event. Seinfeld finale. Seinfeld finale is seventh on this list. Look at John Lee. Look at John Lee. 76 million. One's a sporting event. Interesting. One's a sporting event. I'm trying to think of other. Um, Cheers finale? Cheers. There we go. I was, think, I was trying to think of that. Cheers is a good one. 80 and a half million people yeah. on May 20th, my birthday. May 20th, 1993. And Bullwinkle's watching that. Oh, were you? Drinking. Dude, watching that at a bar must have been a great experience. Oh, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was great. Can you guess the sporting event? The, I'll give you the other TV shows because you're probably not. Uh, the Dallas Who Done It episode. Oh, JR. Who Shot JR. Okay. Very 83.6 million. That was when there was only like five channels that you would. So if there was a TV show on CBS, everybody was yeah, watching like it. As opposed to now, it's like, have you seen that show on yeah. Amazon Prime? Like, I, don't I know, haven't streamed MASH on Paramount yeah. Plus yet. I got to go watch that finale. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Roots Part 8. In oh. 1977, okay, yeah. 76.7 million, okay. and then the day after, oh, 1984, a, right? An American television film. Yes, about about nuclear war 
And the day after. That's oh yes, I've very famous scare tactic. People are going to hate me for saying this. I I saw this big clip on TikTok on the exact show. That's how I figured out about that. So I'm adding oh, that yeah, to yeah. the I mean, things to watch. You weren't born for like yeah. nine years. Yeah, exactly. I so give me the give me the sporting event. All right, give you guys, a few a guesses. World Series. I'm guessing. No, it's not, not baseball. a World Series. Okay, I thought maybe like, it oh, is wait. not one of the four major men's team sports. Olympics. It is Olympics. Okay. 1980. Because oh, it wasn't that a tape. A, it's, a, it's a tape delay. It's a great tape guess. Delayed. But it yeah. was it was not tape delayed. Russia and, oh. and the U.S. was played at like two o'clock central, but it was aired at like seven o'clock. That's central. right. So Olympics. Trying to think of oh, oh is it um it's figure skating. Wow, dude. wow, wow! It's Nancy wow. Kerrigan, Tanya oh. Harding. Oh, shuts up! Why? Why me? Why me? It was 1994 Winter Olympics in Lillehammer. Ah. I love to lick a lemon lollipop in Lillehammer. Ladies, figure skating. Ah. Come around next on Huge. NBC. Huge. February 23rd, 1994. Wow. Nice job, you guys. Wow. Good job, Judd. That was pretty good. Yeah. And by hold your water. There's the hard count. If you guys have ideas for hard count questions around the NFL, around the football world, doomsday life questions, yeah. doomsday prepping, <laughs> just send them to us. You're done. Just accept it. Uh, hey, I got a mock draft. I want a mock. Mock. Presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated. If you're looking to avoid doomsday, no. Federated is here to help you with risk management. That is what they specialize in. They were founded in 1904 down in Owatonna, Minnesota. They're one of us, so to speak. And uh, they specialize in several different industries, which you can find a list at federatedinsurance.com. They're all about face-to-face, eye-to-eye human relationships. And uh, they just offer a great guiding hand to support your business. And they measure the success of their business by the success of your business. It's a true partnership, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. This one is from our friend Alec Lewis, the athletic. It's his first mock draft of the season, and he didn't do like one through 32. He did all the Vikings picks. With a trade. And there's a trade. Yes. Alec knows what he's doing, dude. Alec, if you're listening, the trades are necessary. You can't do a full mock without doing trades, so nice job, Alec. So number one, he's got the Vikings with the 11th overall pick, standing pat, and addressing a major need on the interior defensive line, drafting Byron Murphy the second out of Texas, defensive tackles. The Vikings would have all of the Byron Murphys in the NFL would be on their starting defense. It's like the year they had all the Delvins. Remember that? Delvin, Delvin Tomlinson, Tomlinson, Delvin, Delvin Cook. Cook. It's great. But then he's got the Vikings trading up from the second round, moving up from 42 back into the first round where they select with the number 30 overall pick. Quarterback out of Oregon, Bo Nix. I want a mock! Alec, 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 how could you? The Vikings would likely have to part with their number 42 pick and a 2024 fifth rounder and maybe a 2025 third rounder the following year to make this jump. Would you do if if you were in a position to jump back in and grab a quarterback and let's assume that the top three and McCarthy are all gone, 
would you do this to take Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr.? God, it's so hard because, like, I'm not sitting here grinding all the film on both these guys, and I would just be kind of flipping a coin. Yeah, yeah. If if Kevin O'Connell pounded on a table and said, Bo Nix is my guy, I would say, okay. Sounds good. I do agree with that. I think if, yes. Yes, if O'Connell, if O'Connell so much as blinks about a quarterback, I ain't drafted him. Yeah, I mean, it, it I has to be a true partnership because in, in theory, you'd be connecting Kevin O'Connell to this quarterback for like yeah. the next three or four years. Jobs are on the right. line. DEFCON yeah. one. Oh, well, now we're DEFCON now one. Now nuclear war. Now well, war. Jobs are on the line. Yeah, yeah. Nuclear war is <laughs> it's imminent. imminent. Yeah. Imminent. So, all right, there's uh, another mock to add to the pile here, boys. We've got write that down predictions oh. and a juicy season finale accountability session. So we'll make our first predictions of the new write that down season tomorrow. And we will go through one of the more crazy accountability sessions in the history of Purple I Daily Write That Down. I do it. It's going to be <laughs> wild. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And the offseason starts this week.